At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a winning edition of the HHC to open up the new season. Hornets, a strong victory over division rivals Atlanta, 116-110, to the final score Lots of stars to talk about, and we will break it all down for you here on this edition of the HHC. Also, want to talk about the inaugural performance from rookie Brandon Miller. How did he look, and what are we now going to project based off of that? We're going to extrapolate. We're going to overreact from one game and send it all the way out to 82-plus award season. Only a little tongue-in-cheek. Uh, we'll talk about the rookie and his impact on the game. And some news from the NBA. The All-Star game is going back to East versus West. We'll break that down a little bit and talk about which Hornet is most likely to be involved. Helping me on all of these topics, he is my producer on the Hornets Radio Network, as well as the producer of this fine podcast, Rob Longo, here with me once again. Rob, it was a great day to be in Charlotte yesterday and an even better day to be at Spectrum Center as the Hornets took a six-point win over Atlanta and really a, a nice statement made by this squad to open up a new season. I think we talked about it in between breaks where we were just like, we love our jobs and yeah, we're spoiled to have them because this was a great atmosphere last night. I mean, I felt it in the studio underneath the stands, just the energy of that Spectrum Center crowd, especially there late in the fourth quarter where things got a little tense, but just a great Great game, great energy throughout the building. It's been a long offseason. It's been a long and agonizing offseason, especially coming off 25 wins. But the team looked great. The starters looked great out there. Brandon Miller, your number two overall pick, looked great as well. I know we'll talk about him later. But all in all, just a great night to be at Spectrum Center. Some of the things that really stood out to me collectively from the squad, first, no one shot well last night, for, for at least for the most part, from three. The first half was atrocious from both teams. Both sides end up shooting below 30% from beyond the arc, so certainly not where you want the numbers to be. But when it was between half-court offense versus half-court defense for both sides, Charlotte just was better 
than Atlanta. The Hornets had a real difficult time hanging on to the Rock. 19 turnovers, a lot of them live ball turnovers that just ended up being easy runouts, easy lay-ins and dunks for the Atlanta Hawks. But when it was half-court offense versus half-court defense, Charlotte was just playing better. LaMelo Ball got it going in the second half. He finishes with a double-double. Mark Williams ends up with a big double-double. All five starters, just like most of the preseason here in the regular season opener, they're all a plus-five or better in the plus-minus. And I just thought we saw really strong play from Charlotte against one of the many teams that they need to jump in the standings if they're going to make their way into the playoffs. Atlanta is a team that was a 500 squad. They're not a juggernaut, but they do have a perennial all-star already in Trey Young and some very nice pieces along the roster. The odds makers are going to make Atlanta a favorite most nights. I think they did last night, but Charlotte was truly the better team performance-wise. And Coming out of it, I don't know how you can look at this matchup and say anything but Charlotte was the better squad. And I know we kind of think in the back of our heads that play-in tournament loss to Atlanta two years ago and how Atlanta has had Charlotte's number. But you got to keep in mind, last year, even though the Hornets only won 25 games, they were 3-1 and against Atlanta last year, and they looked like they kept the stars in check last night. I mean, Trey Young, if you look at the headlines, Trey Young, 23 points. Okay, you look at the box score, different story. Trey Young, 23 points, 4 of 19 from the field, 1 for 9 beyond the arc, and his only three was late in the fourth quarter, desperation heave, where he was trying to draw a foul and it happened to go in. So, in theory, technically, he's maybe 0 for 9 if that one didn't fall, obviously. But 14 of 15 from the charity stripe, if the Hornets did not foul a lot, and Trey Young is very good as part of his skill set is drawing fouls. That's why he was able to go to the line so much, but he was aided a little bit by some of the aggressiveness from the Hornets. And then on the other side, too, DeJounte Murray, though. 11 points for him, 6 assists. That's a guy you paid a ton of money to in this offseason. You basically took John Collins and got rid of that contract and you gave the money to DeJounte Murray in an extension. So it just hasn't looked great here. I know it's only 48 minutes of action for Atlanta here so far this season, but it just did not look good for the Hawks. And on the other side, again, when you look at that box score for the Hornets, when a team turns the ball over 19 times, you're probably thinking it's going to end up in a loss. But it's a weird anomaly. I hope it's an anomaly because, yeah, 19 turnovers, but it was just 17 Atlanta points. So... Yeah, the Hornets turned the ball over, but when they were able to get back and set up that half-court defense that you talked about, they were able to at least limit the mistakes on the offensive end of the floor because of the defense, and that's basically the calling card of a Steve Clifford team. But overall, I mean, just going through that adversity, if you turn the ball over 19 times, I mean, there's a lot of chances where the team's just going to have their head down and they're not going to try to power through. But great perseverance there in that second half. Charlotte won the third quarter 27-21 to and won the fourth quarter 38-37 to in order to take a 116-110 to win. So great adversity fight there in the second half by the Hornets, and that's what I'm going to take away from the game last night. The Hornets just they showed a lot of character and the the stats for the backcourt Dejounte Murray Trey Young they've both been all stars uh, Trey Young multiple times Lamelo Ball and Terry Rozier only have one all star game between them you look at the final stats they're pretty comparable Hornets thirty nine points from their starting backcourt uh, Hawks thirty four terms of assists Charlotte had sixteen fifteen for Atlanta turnovers six by the Hawks duo six by the Hornets duo but how they got there was so much different it, it was clear Charlotte was shooting the ball better not a great shooting night but eleven for thirty one from the floor as compared to seven for 36 advantage to the Hornets and Charlotte's duo was 6 of 18 from beyond the arc, 33% 
respectable, you know, a little under league average, but you'll take that most nights, one for 12 for the Hawks duo. So efficiency, just the way that they played the game, Charlotte, a much better team game. Most telling stat for me, 34 assists on 43 made baskets for the Hornets. Not just the 10 that LaMelo Ball had, but across the board, sharing the rock. Gordon Hayward finishes with seven assists. Everyone who played at least a minute for Charlotte had an assist. Everyone was getting in on the act. All right, it's time to pick stars of the night. Rob Longo for the first game of the season. You get to pick first. And I'm going to go with the guy that played his first NBA game last night. That is the number 2 overall pick, Brandon Miller. Terry Rozier down the Williams screen. Pick Miller. Straight away three. Give it another one. This Hornets crowd is in love with the rookie. Rain that applause down, Charlotte. That three made it 101 to 99 with about four minutes left to go in the game, a little bit over four minutes left to go. And that was the time where the Hornets were able to take the lead for good. Brandon Miller just played his role. He played his role. He played his game last night. He finishes with 13 points off the bench, five and nine from the field shooting, three for seven beyond the arc. Plus minus does not look the best. Three rebounds, two assists. He fouled three times. A couple of them were maybe ticky-tack, but that's something that you're just going to have to learn as a rookie in the NBA. You're not going to get those calls right away, obviously. But played 25 minutes out there on the floor. He did not look out of place by any means. A couple turnovers that I think he would like to have back, but you mentioned it on the postgame show with WFNZ last night that he did not take a bad shot. None of those shots that he attempted were bad shots. There might be one or two that he might want to have back, but the decision-making was great. He hit big-time threes in big-time areas. Heck, he was even on the floor at the end of the game where the Hornets were still up a couple of points, but it was at that point of the game where the timeouts are going back and forth and you're basically able to sub a player in for defense and a player in for offense. Brandon Miller is that guy getting subbed in onto the floor for offense when Mark Williams was going to the bench when they didn't need a rim protector. So that just shows you the confidence that C. Clifford has in him to put him out there in those late-game situations, and he did not look out of place, and he is warranted with those minutes. So Brandon Miller, my top performer from last night, I'm going to save some of my thoughts on Brandon Miller for later on here in this podcast because we're having another reason to talk about him in just a little while. But I'm with you. Brandon Miller had a great game. I was going to lean in a different direction. couple of honorable mentions here. P.J. Washington, Hornets' leading scorer with 25 points. He had a great game. I think he really found some good matchups and dominated. This is, this is why he is elite as a four. He is workable for certain as a small ball five, but he can be elite as a four if you don't match up correctly again him. He'll take advantage from the inside, from the outside. He had just about everything he wanted last night. Mark Williams double-double, 15 points, 13, uh, sorry, 13 points, 15 rebounds. Not good enough to be my star of the night, but a great game from him. Plus 19 in the plus-minus. That was best on the squad. LaMelo Ball, slightly off shooting night to start, but closed strong, made four threes. He is now past P.J. Washington on the Hornets' all-time three-point shooting charts. He moves into seventh place all-time. He's made four 460 career threes. Gordon Hayward was in double figures, but my pick, it's going to be Terry Rozier. Hit ahead, it's Maladone. He'll challenge Bay. Leaves it for Rozier. Rozier into the three-point shot. Yes, sir! Give him another! 
Terry Rozier is heating up. Back-to-back triples for T-Rope. He's got 13. Terry Rozier had a really strong game. I think early on, Atlanta seemed to be dialed in on him, not letting him get to his spots. He didn't get frustrated. He didn't get rattled. He didn't force things. He just bided his time. And eventually, as other players got hot and you know defenders had to be honest against other people, Terry found his spots, and he, he just showed out. 7 of 16 from the floor, knocked down a pair of threes, 8 for 12 from the free throw line. I think he'd like a couple of those back, particularly since it would have made him the game's leading score. But all in all, just a great all-around game. And he is going to be just a consistent piece for the Hornets all year long. Doesn't always have to be north of 20, although I think often it's going to be. But he's going to give you double figures each and every night. It was his 243rd game in double figures as a member of the Charlotte Hornets. That ties him with Gerald Henderson now for ninth in franchise history. So that's my pick for star of the night. Really, everyone played well. I, right down to the guy who got in for like less than a minute, Nick Smith Jr., played well, playing the final minute of the first half, just doing his job. Everyone did their job for Charlotte. Uh, it was just a great, great effort, a great win to open up the 23-24 season. Coming up next, we're going to talk more about Brandon Miller. Side topic that I, I know Rob Longo is more and more going to enjoy as the season rolls along. We'll tell you what it is next here on the Hornets Hivecast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the HHC. The Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Rob, we do, I think on average, somewhere in the neighborhood of 240, 250 podcasts a year. I think that's probably safe to say, somewhere in that neighborhood. A lot. We yeah. do a lot. I mean, I don't know the exact number. Well, you can stall for a little bit. I'll find out the well, number I don't, for you. you no. Let's just say that's a guess, and uh, that would no, mean I'm curious. somewhere in the neighborhood. Now he's going to look it up. Somewhere in the neighborhood of 750 segments a year. Each of them have... 229 last year. All right. So the, you know, I'm not far. If they make the playoffs, we're going to be definitely looking at 250, right? So somewhere in the neighborhood of 750 segments a season that we've got to come up with. Sometimes we just need stuff to fill, and so we scour the different periods periodicals and publications that cover the Hornets and or the NBA. And one thing that commonly comes up, much to your annoyance and that of Sam Purley, is the NBA's 
rookie ladder. They examine the rookies, they put them in their pecking order, and I find reasons to gripe about it. It fills time, it fills segments, but this year, I think it's going to be something that we're going to enjoy looking at a lot more, and that's because of the outstanding play of Hornets rookie Brandon Miller in his debut. The mellow ball splits a double team. Push shot from He's going to throw it down. Oh, the rookie with another highlight. And LaMelo's got the assist. Ball to Miller. We're going to hear that tandem a lot. Brandon Miller, two of his 13 points. He finishes five for nine from the floor, three of seven from three. 13 points, three rebounds, two assists, only one turnover. I thought he just had a solid, solid game. And certainly people are going to be looking at the spectacular all season long. And they're looking for big stat lines from Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson and Chet Holmgren, who all should be starters all season long, given how their rosters are set up with OKC, San Antonio and Portland. And credit to them if they go out there and put up huge numbers. Hornets are in a different situation. Brandon Miller is in a different situation. But if he does 81 more times what he did last night... He should very much be in the hunt for a rookie honor of some kind, either first team, second team, or dare I say rookie of the year, depending on how things go. Because that was as quality of performance as I can recall from a rookie. Just doing his job, playing as close as he can to mistake-free basketball, uh, it was outstanding. And it's not just me saying it. We heard it across the board. Let's start with one of his teammates, P.J. Washington, the game's leading scorer last night with 25 points. Quick to praise his rookie, Brandon Miller. Uh, I'm excited for him. Uh, I think he has a lot more to, to show. Um, he's a, a talented young man, and uh, he just got to keep going. I mean, he's a, he's a special player, and uh, I'm just happy he's on our team, honestly. I am too. Rob, one special thing about Brandon Miller, and I think we saw this at different times, he can back up like three different spots on the team. Now, as a rookie, one game into his NBA career, head coach Steve Clifford had the confidence to plug him in at the two guard. Small forward, power forward. He played him in big lineups. He played him in small lineups. He was just kind of the guy that got plugged in everywhere and just was solid, efficient, good decision-making. I can't think of a, a thing outside of the one turnover he had where it's like, that was incorrect. Everything looked good and made sense from Brandon Miller. There was maybe one foul that was maybe sillier, but I would have to really go back and watch the film, and I'm not on the coaching staff, so I'm not going to do that. But, I mean, like I said in the first segment, he didn't look out of place. That's what you want in a rookie. There's a lot of different ways we can kind of go with this topic of rookie of the year, First team all rookie, but I mean, if yeah, if he does this 81 more times, maybe 85, if you include a playoff run, 90, how many ever games the Hornets end up playing? I mean, the sky is definitely the limit. So it's one of those things where it's just like, I know there was a lot of talk in the offseason, obviously, in the draft, Brandon, other players. We're not going to get into that. We didn't get into it then. We're not going to get into it now, but there's a reason that Mitch Kupchak, A, doesn't miss when he's picking inside the top five, and B, picked this guy number two overall and we saw it last night and again it's one of those things where we heard it in summer league where okay the shooting wasn't great we heard it in the preseason the shooting wasn't great he ends up going last night five and nine shooting if you go five and nine shooting for the entirety of your season well first off that's really impressive because i don't think that it's been a fact that nobody's ever gone in the history of the nba without a slump well forget that if he goes three of seven from three that's a 42 percent three-point shooter that's why you're the math minor and i didn't even try to calculate that so what's five divided by nine what's the shooting percentage 55.5 so 55 47 
And then whatever he ends up shooting at the free throw line, he didn't attempt a free throw last night. But I mean, if you're looking so, at so, that so as a far, rookie, he hasn't missed exactly. So he's bad a thousand. So he's at 50, 55, uh, 47, and a hundred. So that's a pretty good stat line to all things considered. But yeah, I mean, he just looked. So great last night, didn't look out of place, and that's exactly what you need from the rookies. Here's another opinion on the rookie Brandon Miller, his head coach Steve Clifford after the game. Yeah, I mean, I think you can see tonight where he is not like most guys his age. I mean, you know, like, so he gets in foul trouble in the first half, which kind of, you know, some guys wouldn't be able to come back. Had a couple calls that could have gone his way, didn't get the calls, and then he makes huge, huge plays in the fourth quarter. And if you watch him, you know, he's got great self-confidence, you know, and he competes so naturally. And that's the way he is in practice every day also. Brandon Miller clearly playing with a lot of confidence right out of the gate. In fact, let's hear now from Brandon Miller about his mindset here on night one in the NBA. You know, missing shots, I, you're not going to make all of them. So I think just keep playing, uh, get make all the right plays, get this, as many stops you can on defense, you know, just to go out here and pull out a great win against a great team. I just love the way Brandon Miller thinks. And the reason we put this segment in here is because, again, we're filling like 750 segments a year. So some of them are going to be rookie ladder folks. If you don't like it, I mean, sorry. But I think you're going to like it. Brandon Miller, he's going to be featured prominently. He's in an interesting position because to be rookie of the year, you got to have a lot of minutes and a lot of shots. And guys like Wimbanyama and Holmgren and Scoot Henderson, they're going to get a lot of shots given where their rosters are and their roles in it. But on opening night, I'm looking at the stat lines for a lot of these other guys. I don't see any Anyone better than Brandon Miller and, and Miller he was fourth on the Hornets in shots I think that's going to be a fairly common occurrence I think more often than not I, I, I'd be very surprised quite frankly if he was the leader in shots taken at any point this season just given how many really strong players there are on the team but they trust him he trusts himself the decision making it makes sense Brandon Miller I don't think really stretched himself that much to play 24 minutes in the NBA with only one turnover, 13 points, three rebounds, and two assists, that seemed like a very repeatable performance. He could do that, in my mind. I can see him doing that 80 more times in the NBA this season. And if he does, I don't see how you keep him off these lists. There's other great players, the ones I mentioned, the Thompson Twins are going to get a lot of minutes. There's going to be rookies from all over the board that are going to have really star-worthy seasons, and they're going to you know raise some some attention from around the league. But Brandon Miller on night one certainly should get a lot of attention and a lot of props for what he was able to put forth. Are we playing the game Devil's Advocate here? Do we want to play Devil's Advocate here? Do we want to look at some stat lines from some other rookies last night? Nah, you know, I, I looked at a couple of them. Amen Thompson, eight points, five rebounds, two assists. His brother Asar, four points, seven rebounds. Not great shooting, but he did have five blocks. Chet Holmgren, 11 Got points. Got his ankles broken by Andre Drummond. I don't it know if you happen. saw that. Uh, it did happen. 11 points, four rebounds, three assists. You you know, Wembenyama's knocked down a couple of three. Look, everyone else is going to have their good games. I want Brandon Miller to run his own race. Sure. And he's got the mindset for it. He, he is not concerned about playing time, shots, awards. He is going out there to ball. And he did that in fine order last night. A great, great opener to his career. Crowd loved him. He knocks down three threes. He's efficient. Played well. 13 points. 
great opening effort. I can't wait for that rookie ladder to come out. I can't wait. It's going to be the bane of my existence, folks. Hop on my train. You can get off Sam's bandwagon. You can join mine of uh, disdain train, I guess. I, I don't know. I am predicting we'll, right we'll, now. We'll workshop it. I'm predicting right now the first time that rookie ladder comes out. Oh, you're, you're going to no, no, freak no, no. out. You're going to be angrier than me. I can feel no, it. I can feel no it coming. Way. Sometimes these things just happen. One, we'll find out. One disclaimer, though, real quick. Did we ever get clarification on if there is a game minimum for rookie of the year? I don't know yet. I don't know. Because I think that's going to play into it. Because again, I'm not wishing ill will on anybody, but I got a feeling that if something happens with Victor Wembanyama, if he sneezes and his back hurts, or if like he tweaks an ankle, that the San Antonio Spurs are just going to completely shut him down. So I don't know if he gets that 65 game minimum if it's a requirement for rookie of the year. Brandon Miller, knock on wood. Hopefully, no problems. Consistent bench guy. I was really high on Benedict Matherin last year. I thought he was a great guy. I thought he should have got more Rookie of the Year votes just because of how consistent he was, even though he was coming off the bench the whole time. But, again, I understand the Paulo Bencaro thing because that's the other problem here. Real quick, I'm going to get off my soapbox in a second, I promise. <laughs> so I told you you are going to be more angry well, than no, I am. because here's the thing, though. When you look at the Rookie of the Year voting, it's basically like a Rookie of the Year scoring title, and I don't like that. I think that the team aspect of it should be big, too, because that's part of the reason that the MVP is the way it is. So I digress. I'm sure we'll have this conversation 500 more times here on the Hornets Hivecast, but that's the piece I'm going to say right now, and I'm going to end it on that. Hornets third consecutive season opening victory 116 to 110 at the heart of it. Brandon Miller, the rookie, with a great opening performance. Coming up next, one segment left to go. Some news from the NBA. The All-Star game is shifting back to its roots. We'll talk about it next here on the Hornets Hivecast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the Hornets Hivecast. Charlotte, a season opening win, 116-110 to over the Atlanta Hawks. Game 2 is tomorrow against the Detroit Pistons. We'll have our game preview podcast for you tomorrow. Charlotte with the victory here. Some news came out on opening day for the majority of the NBA. The 73rd NBA All-Star Game is going to be taking place in Indianapolis at the home of the Pacers, and it's going to return to both the classic matchup, Eastern Conference versus the Western Conference, and the traditional scoring system. No more resetting the score, no more Elam ending, even though I I really like the Elam ending. I thought that's the right place to put it in, but they're going to go back to the traditional scoring for 12-minute quarters. Uh, Everything else is, for the most part, going to be the same voting process to determine NBA All-Stars, 12 players from each conference. But it's going to be more East versus West. 
No picking teams. Uh, no picking teams on the night of the game. Uh, they're going to take it back to its roots and see if we get back to more competitive all-star games like we've had in the past. Rob Longo, I think this is a good idea. We heard some breadcrumbs of this. We had on a previous podcast I threw out there that I think this kind of sets the stage to perhaps put home court advantage for the NBA Finals at risk in this game. I think that would be a great wrinkle to throw in. I'm probably in the minority here. But overall, I, I think that the kind of fantasy game, pick your teams type of format. It was nice. It had some interesting wrinkles. It brought some drama. It brought some cool moments. But really, this is the roots of the NBA All-Star game. It gives fans something more to expect and root for. You know what the jerseys are going to look like for players going in, for one thing. I think there's a lot to like about this, and I'm interested to see what other tweaks the NBA makes to make this game more entertaining, more watchable, more competitive, and more like it used to be in the days of Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and all the great stars and scorers of yesteryear who actually look forward to going head-to-head with the best and proving themselves on one of the biggest stages in the game. It feels like the right time to do it. I feel like the draft has kind of run its course a little bit because now it's at the point where, well, one, for the most part, it's been the same captains over the last couple of years. It's been LeBron and whoever else. but KD I, or Giannis. KD or Giannis. Or, yeah. But, I mean, it feels like LeBron is always at least one of them. So I understand switching it up a little bit. It gets a little stale after a while. And then at that point, you got guys picking their friends. And you can go back to the conspiracy theories of Giannis picking Dame and how that trade kind of came to fruition and all that stuff. But at any rate, I think it's just time to get back to East versus West. We always hear a lot about just the which conference is better. Is the East stronger? Is the West stronger? Who's more balanced? Well, this is the opportunity to look at it and find out just at an all-star format. I know that's not the end-all, be-all litmus test, but it's a pretty good line of demarcation, more or less, for lack of a better term. So I'm excited to see it. Maybe I'm just getting old and grumpy. It's kind of like how it was back in the day when I was growing up, and that's what I enjoyed watching in terms of the all-star games, kind of like you and I did. But I do kind of will miss Elam ending a little bit. I did like that. I thought it made for a lot of excitement because it really felt like everybody was playing defense kind of in those last couple of moments when you were getting close to that target score. If it was close going into the fourth quarter, then it was going to be a really intense fourth frame just to get to that number first. I really like that. Unfortunate that we're not going to get that anymore. So I guess, you know, hopefully maybe it's a more competitive game the entire time because there is an actual clock out there that is going to hit zeros and that is when the game ends rather than the Elam ending. But I'm glad that it's going back to the East and West. Yeah, one, one thing about the Elam ending, I, I wouldn't mind if they at some point try to put it in like every quarter has that. You'll play the first six minutes and establish the Elam ending target and then play to a point total, have a game quarter winning shot, particularly since you are still going to continue to play for charity each quarter and you know it just increases some of the competitive juices it forces them to make those game winning shots and, and and players seem to respond to it which is the most important thing so wouldn't surprise me if it comes back in some way shape or form one last thought here while we're on the all-star game clearly the front runner for Charlotte to get an all-star is going to be LaMelo Ball he's been an all-star before he is in the prime of his career or at least entering it he had an off shooting night for most of the opener and still ended up with 15 points and 10 assists but it's going to be difficult for him to make it there given the guard layout now in the Eastern Conference. You got Donovan Mitchell he's going to have to compete with. You've got 
from the Indiana Pacers, Tyrese Halliburton, that he's going to have to compete with. Drew Holiday is now in the Eastern Conference uh, with another team uh, with the Boston Celtics. He's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Dame Lillard is now in the Eastern Conference. That's another guard who's likely to get a spot. Uh, Philadelphia, we don't know everything that's going to work out there, but Tyrese Maxey is trying to plus up in, in terms of his reputation. The Knicks, Jalen Brunson, he's going to be someone who's going to have a shot at it. Trey Young, Jordan Poole's now in the Eastern there's a lot of guards here. LaMelo Ball, if his quote-unquote off-ish type of night is 15 points, 10 assists, he's got a good chance to get there. Um, but that's going to be an interesting race, particularly that position group in this conference. It's as strong as it's been in a very long time. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing LaMelo Ball go after it. I'm, I'm very confident if he plays in the number of games needed to get people's attention, he's going to get people's attention. He's that kind of star. Yeah, definitely. He's probably your best bet for an all-star selection as much as I would love to throw Mark Williams in that threshold just because we're hoping he takes that second leap. Just not quite there yet, unfortunately, but hey, you never know. And one more projection, if I may, or one more prediction, Brandon Miller will make the Futures All-Star. Oh, he should be in it now. Put him in now. Uh, One night. I know it's not a hot take. It's, it's, It's maybe a hot take if you're... The athletic or somebody else that thinks the Hornets are thirtieth in the power rankings. I'm sure we'll get into that oh, at some point this be. week. But they better I, not be. <laughs> Hornets starting strong. Oh man, Rob Long. I got his blood boiling he, he now, folks. He did. Charlotte wins one sixteen to one ten. All good vibes after opening night here for the Hornets. They're one and zero. They're in first place in the Eastern Conference. They'll have night two. Tomorrow, hosting the Detroit Pistons, who opened the year with a one-point loss. A close one, but uh, didn't quite come through on the upside of that one. They ended up falling to the Miami Heat. So uh, Detroit will come into Spectrum Center 0-1. Charlotte, of course, 1-0. We'll have you covered right here on the HHC tomorrow with our game preview. Till then, with many thanks to Rob Longo for joining me on this episode of the Hornets Hivecast. I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.